we uh, we had a few more kids in the first service. Um, lots of prophetic words, lots of encouragement. Uh, if there was enough time for me to actually give a message, it was going to be awesome. It was going to be about listening. And so I want to take two minutes and uh, give my 30-minute message now. And then I'm going to ask uh, Tony to come forward and uh, and give some testimony from what God's doing in Memphis. Because I think um, the move of God that they're seeing, the activity of the Lord in and through their lives, is is the best message we can hear this morning. I was so encouraged this last week um, studying about the ministry of listening in the in the life of Jesus. And, you know, we're talking about the values of the vineyard. And I've said you're here because of one of these values posted on the wall. And one of those is compassionate service. We can talk a lot about what it is that we go out and do for the poor in the name of God. And we bless that. We're all for that. That's why we're starting a missional food pantry this this summer, so we can practically embody the mercy of God for people. But compassion begins with understanding and seeing and knowing people. It, I mean, it's the deepest, one of the deepest human needs that we have is to be seen and known and then loved for who we are. And that starts with listening. And so you see in James 1, James says, we all should be quick to listen and slow to speak. And slow to anger. And uh, I was so encouraged this week as God was speaking to me about the ministry of listening. What it means for us to walk out into the world through this summer as we go through Walk It Out. And not just proclaim to people the good news of Jesus. But to hear from people the reality of their lives. And then reflect the good news that Jesus has been in our lives. So that rather than just preaching a word at them, we tear off a little bit of our lives and like living bread, we give it to them and say, this is what Jesus did for me. I feel like that's a big part of the ministry of our church this summer. We're going to have missional VBSs. We're going to prayer walk. We're going to have community celebrations. But people are going to be touched because they know that we genuinely love them. And that will be because we listen to them. We, you know, close our mouths and turn on our ears. And then with the ears of the Holy Spirit, hear their truth, their reality. And then let the truth that God has given us bleed out of loving hearts and have impact on them. I think that's a part of our calling for this summer. So there's my 30 minute message condensed to four minutes. I'll send you some notes this week because I was real excited about it. But more important than that right now is what God's doing in us here. That he's getting our attention this morning. I mean, through the baby dedications, just some of you had that sense of belonging to be seen and known. And and not just a transactional relationship with God, but a transformational relationship with God. That's what we hope for in these kids. That's what we're going to hear about from Tony, but that's what we're called to. So, um... There you go. Tony, where's Tony? Was that a good setup for you? All right. Uh, Give a hand for Tony Barnes, Tony and Aaron, and Will, um, our uh, missionaries from our midst. They're with YWAM Memphis and uh, grew up in many ways in this church, were formed in many ways in this church, had great impact in this church, and then were sent from here to uh, take the love and the power of God to other places. And so because you guys are in town, we wanted to hear the, hear the good news. So preach it. 
All right, thanks. Uh, it's good to be here this week and just get loved on really well from you guys. The moment we walked in today, we just felt so refreshed. So thank you for loving us and my wife, Aaron, and my son, Will, and just supporting us. We just feel it uh, even when we're in Memphis, but especially when we're home. It's been sweet this week. So we're on outreach in Memphis with YWAM, and uh, just want to share a few highlights from the last couple months. We've been there since October, and so we feel like we're starting to get some momentum, and so I just want to share some highlights. So this is Genario. So one day, me and my friend Matt, who's also with YWAM, were sharing the gospel in this neighborhood, and it seemed like we were the only ones that wanted to talk about Jesus that day. And uh, so I was getting frustrated and just kind of released this prayer of the Lord, God, would you send us to someone who's desperate, who knows that they need you, who's ready for a new life. And so I was driving Matt home. And we drove by this guy right here, Gennario, and the Holy Spirit said, that's your guy. So I stopped the van and got out and just went up to him and said, hey, I really feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. Is there anything you need prayer for? And he immediately started welling up. And he told me that he had just asked the Lord to show him that he cared about him and that he knew him. And he had had a lot of history with gang life in Memphis and um, was getting ready to go back into that life And he, uh, because he was getting so frustrated. Things weren't going for him, well for him. And he was getting ready to have a daughter. And so uh, we prayed for him. The Lord really moved on his heart. He asked me and Matt to come to his apartment a couple of days later and pray for his family and his uh, daughter that they're expecting in his house. And so we got to pray for Genario, and the Holy Spirit was just really present. And, uh, and then he asked us to pray for the expectant mother, Courtney, and we said, well, why don't you pray for her? And when he did, just spontaneously, like from the guttural, he just like started crying out to God and repenting and asking God to make him a new man and to take the anger out of his heart and to, to change his life. And it was a beautiful moment. And the next week, Gennario was in a car with this, a friend of his, and someone ambushed the car and shot Gennario in the stomach. Um, and his friend was killed, but nothing touched his organs, Gennario's organs, and he like recovered quickly. And then he ended up having his daughter the next week, uh, Ashlyn, who's like a beautiful little girl. And now he's living with Matt, uh, a YWAMer, and his family are, and they're just like growing up in the Lord just so rapidly and are so full of love. And they've been sharing the gospel with us. We believe Genario has so much more impact and influence in Memphis than we ever would. And he's just like in such a really good place with the Lord. So just continue praying for him. You can go to the next one. And so a couple weeks ago, we set up a tent. And Binghampton, which is a neighborhood within Memphis, that we felt like God was highlighting. Our leader had a vision from the Lord to do this and had the guts to do it. And so we partnered with a lot of different churches around the city. And we did two weeks of uh, four days, both weeks, uh, in this neighborhood. And it was like the fish were jumping in, in the boat. There was a radical difference in how easy it was to share the gospel when there was worship and prayer in the environment of the church in the neighborhood um, and so just want to share a couple of really cool stories from that. Um, there was um, an eight-year-old woman who had just started parenting her grandkids because they were getting burnt by their parents with cigarettes and different things like that. She was walking with a walker and having, like, a lot of pain. She got prayer, and she ended up losing her cane, and all the, prayer, uh, all the pain went away. And she walked home. One of our ladies walked her home, and she kept coming back and saying, Hey, I still have no pain. I still have no pain. And um, there was another man who left the tent shaking. He couldn't stop shaking. The presence of God was on him. 
and he had broken ribs and a lot of pain. And a couple from our team prayed for him, and all the pain left, like, that he was experiencing. And he was just praising God. He left praising God. Um, there were, like, 50 people who got saved, and it was mostly when it was, like, the days it was pouring down rain, God would stack the deck against himself. Like, all these people were getting saved, uh, not primarily from the preaching and response, but from the people in the tent just going up to people and starting conversations and processing with them what God was doing. And uh, it was really awesome to see. It was um, miraculous. So you can go to the next slide. This is Quentin. So Quentin was one of the two guys. There's another guy named Cortez that came as soon as we started stretching out the tent and putting it up. They're like, we want to, hey, can you guys need help? This looks fun. And he uh, he has eight kids. And uh, he has processed a lot of trauma. Like he had a lot of traumas. Both of his parents are dead. And uh, people prayed for him for inner healing. And he was like, it was weird. They knew everything about me without me telling them. And I feel so free right now. And he went out to the neighborhood and shared the gospel with me and led a guy to the Lord. And then we came up on four 20-year-olds and guys in their 20s. And the Holy Spirit said, one of them has a bad back. So I said, do any of you have a bad back? And this, this young man said, I have two discs that are out of place. And so we prayed for him. And he said he felt his back shift. Like, while we were praying, he felt his vertebrae shifting. And so it was just amazing. And um, so, and Cortez, the other guy who came, had a bad ankle. He couldn't work one day. And they prayed for him, and they heard a loud pop. And then he got right back to work. He had no pain. So it was just really amazing uh, time. And we just praised God. There was a local pastor in that neighborhood that we connected all the people we were getting saved to. And he said the response and the follow-up with the people who got saved was unprecedented. Uh, people just wanting to plug in and get involved and be discipled. So we just praise God for that. Uh, this guy on the right, his name's is Jaquavius, and uh, there, he and his friend were leaving one day from the tent. And I just went up to him, and I just started talking to him and uh, asked if they needed prayer and ended up praying for Jaquavius and asking the Lord to just touch him and for God's presence to minister to him. And one thing I learned from this church was I just asked, like, what do you, what's God doing? He's like, I can barely stand up right now. I feel the presence of God so strongly. And so he wasn't a believer at that time. So I just like talked to him about, you know, the gospel and sin and just asked him, like, don't get talked into anything. Is this something you want? And he's like, yes, I want it. And so we uh, uh, connected him to the local pastor in that church. And uh, so be praying for him. This next uh, picture here, this is Shadimond. Uh, she was... Uh, She's connected with Aaron, and Aaron's been giving her guitar lessons, and they've been going through a Bible study on identity. And uh, she's just got this really awesome sense of humor and is really asking a lot of questions about the Lord and is just in a really uh, season of inquiry. And Aaron's had such favor with the women that we've connected with. They call all the time just to talk about anything and everything. And uh, it's been such a blessing to have that favor from her relating to people. So, And her brother was the very first person that we shared the gospel with, in Memphis, he got saved, and uh, he's just had a very troubled life. Like his dad is serving two life sentences. His mother works two jobs. is hardly ever home. He's gotten a lot of trouble and different things like that. And he asked us, is this going to change my life? Is this going to be the power I need? And we're like, yes, this is the power you need. And we've had times where we've like felt discouraged about him, and we've just reminded ourselves of all the investment that it took in Aaron and I's life to actually make us stable and in a relationship with the Lord and receiving from him. And loving him, and we just remind ourselves he's not gotten anywhere near that investment in his life. And this last week, he called, he texted me and asked me what I was doing. I said, I'm getting ready to go to church. He's like, Can I come? 
And I was like, well, I was going to like the most charismatic meeting in town. And I was like, I guess so. You can come. And that was a miracle because he never has wanted to go into anything corporate because he's had some bad experiences. And he came and uh, I was like, we'll leave at 830 because I was concerned. And uh, things were happening. And like every matter of religious enthusiasm was happening. I'm just like, how am I going to explain this to him? How am I going to be the apologist? So I went to him at 830, brought him out, and we, me and another man prayed for him. And I was like, what, what's going on? And he said, I've never experienced anything like this before. And he's like, I've got to, like, I've got to make changes in my life and different things like that. I was like, praise God. I was not expecting that. So just to say that translates, you know, this, this presence that we experience in worship and this love, it um, impacts um, people. You wouldn't even, like, know how they'd respond to it. So it was amazing. So next slide. So get it when right when we get back, we're doing an outreach. Just be praying for us in this uh, neighborhood, Orange Mount. It was the very first place that African Americans were allowed to build their own properties, and so there's a lot of historic um, tension in this area and different things. And we want to be uh, like peacemakers and also want to share the love of Jesus. And so be praying for us, June 7th through the 11th. Uh, so thank you. Yeah. I'm going to ask you to pray in a second. Aaron, can you come forward too? I thought it would be great if we could, uh, as, a, as a community, pray for Tony and Aaron. And then uh, I didn't actually tell them about this part. But then I'd like you to pray for us um, afterwards. Because I think what you guys have to impart, um, not necessarily uh, your amazing strategy, but your responsiveness and your openness to the Lord. And I mean, just I want to remind you what you heard did you hear him say, and he wasn't a believer, but the presence of the Lord was on him? I mean, that's what we carry into the world. I talk about it every week, and this is, this is the reality that is out there. So I want to pray for you guys, and then I want you to, to release it to us, okay? Okay, let's pray. God, thank you um, for growing up, Aaron and Tony, here in our midst. Thank you for bringing them for feeding them here, for forming them here. Thank you that we got to have a little part of that. Thank you, Lord, for releasing them from this place into this season of ministry in Memphis. Thank you for the work of the Holy Spirit on each of them, the tenderness of their hearts, your provision for them. And Lord, we ask that this week or two that they're here in our midst, that they would be just flooded with love flooded with revelation, the goodness and the kindness of God through the people of God. We ask, Lord, that you refresh them as they refresh others. We ask that you provide for them financially, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You would charge them up with the zeal of the Lord within them. Thank you, God, for the work that you've called them to and the team that you've placed them in down in Memphis. And we just ask for a release of the Holy Spirit in this next season of ministry like they've never seen before. God bless them so that they can be a blessing to the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Let's stand. Before they pray for us, I, I want to encourage you with one more thing. All those people that Tony just talked about that they've ministered to in Memphis, people that God has created and ordained to be in those places and in those times so that Tony and Aaron could be in their lives. Um, they were not targets of gospel ministry. They're people. It's, it's not just, you know, uh, let's see if we can get one here and get one there. 
Tony and Aaron have gone and they've invested their lives and um, they've, they've bled with emotion there and in prayer for those people. And now they're getting to see fruit from hard labor and ministry. So if, if that's what you long for, if you want to be involved in that kind of lifestyle, when God can come and release his power and even through difficulty show his glory, then I just ask you to open your heart and be receptive as uh, Tony, you guys just pray for us. And if the ministry team, can you guys come forward? Um, if the ministry team can come forward and why don't you uh, stand here in the receiving position and then you can turn around. There are more of you. Come on, Michael. Ed, Jane, good. Okay, Lynn, if you can start to play. Yeah, pray for us. Father, we just thank you um, for your presence. God, we thank you for your investment in this church. God, what you've already deposited. God, what's already been labored for to receive, God. We just thank you for the labor to receive, God. Thank you for training this church up and the labor to receive, God. And I thank you, God, that what they've received translates, God, to every people group, every nation, God. Just like when tongues was poured out, God, and all the nation groups understood the mysteries of God. We just thank you, God, for the ability to communicate, God, the gospel, God, the glorious gospel. We pray, Jesus, that there would be momentum, God, in just sharing, God, in different pockets in this city, God, where you've placed people. And we pray you connect them with laborers, God, for team ministry, God, even in workplaces, God, even in places that seem like they have no opening for the gospel. We pray for team ministry. God, we pray for desperate people, God, to be connected to, God, with the gospel. We pray for the opening of lives. God, we pray for the opening of schedules. God, we pray for more room, God, for the work of God to advance. We just thank you for the command to disciple nations, God, and the the stewardship of grace in that area. We just pray increase, Father, in every way, God. We just pray, God, for your waterfall to touch this city, God, from this place. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you that your presence is what makes it worth it, Jesus. That you are faithful to finish what you started in this church, God. And I just pray against any fear that would come at the thought of stepping out or um, or the lies that we won't have what it takes or that we won't give something that works, God. That you just want your presence going and we have that in us, Jesus. So if you guys would just open your hands up. And just say, Jesus, we just receive that, God. We receive that truth that your presence is alive and active in us. So everywhere we go, we have authority. And everywhere we go, we have something to give. So God, would you just remove the blinders or anything that says not to go? And whatever that looks like for each of us, God, we just say yes, Lord, because there's so much joy when we step out. There's so much joy when we lay down fear. There's so much joy when we know it's going to be uncomfortable and we do it anyways. Jesus, we love you, God. We just say yes because your joy is so good, God. You can reward us more than we could ever reward ourselves, God. have been waiting and waiting and it seems like the Lord is saying 
the way because the harvest is plenty. You don't have to look for the harvest. The harvest will come to you as long as you're willing. And uh, the Lord just want to encourage you. I was reminded by um, you know, Gideon. He said, no, not me. I'm the smallest in the tribe of Benjamin and even the smallest in my family. So uh, God is encouraging you. You have the Holy Spirit within you that wants to be released and bless the people. Anyone else? Um, I just wanted to encourage anyone, if you have something physical that you um, that's bothering you in your body, um, to come and, and just get prayer. Just get prayer uh, after Tony and Aaron's testimonies. Um, I just think, how can we not? You know, let's 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 do it. So, yeah. Cool. Um, so today is Mother's Day, so we just want to uh, pray a blessing upon the mothers, and also. Um, If um, for some of you, Mother's Day is kind of a hard day, Um, maybe you've lost a mother or maybe um, you are a mom and maybe just um, your relationship um, with your kids seems distant, Um, we'd like to pray for that. And um, yeah, so um, Father, we just thank you for today, Lord. Lord, we just lift up the moms in this room. Lord, we thank you for the women you have called them to be, Lord. Lord, we just pray um, your grace upon them, Lord. Lord, that they would just um, be ministers of your word to their children and to their families, Lord. Lord, that they would lift up their kids and their husbands, Lord, um, in the way that you have called them to, Lord. We just um, thank you for your goodness and your grace. Lord, we just uh, pray a blessing upon them all in Jesus' name. Amen.